Hello guys, welcome back to another episode. Happy New Year. Obviously, it's a couple of days after the New Year, but I still think that it's worth mentioning because we're starting out. This is the very first episode of this year. And so happy 2024. Let's make this our best year. Obviously, I know a lot of people say it, but you know, with hard work and that kind of positive attitude, I do really feel like you can make any year a great year. So let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy A15 and A15 5G because honestly, they're almost the same phone. One just has uh, slightly smaller differences, but it's not really worth having two separate episodes about it. So let's get right into this. All right, so let's get started with the Galaxy A15. So this one was released December 16th. Uh, this is going to be your normal budget phone starting at $175 and it is going to have the same reflective build quality. So you do have glass on the front, plastic back, and a plastic frame. You do have a single SIM or hybrid dual SIM. You also have a 6.5 inch Super AMOLED 90 hertz 800 nits peak brightness display with a resolution of 1080p by 2340 and it has an aspect ratio of 19 and a half by 9. So overall, a brilliant display. 6.5 inches honestly is pretty big. I personally find it a little bit unwieldy because, I mean, no phone should realistically be bigger than 6.2 inches in size. And even then it's kind of big. Like the perfect size that I found is 6.1 or 6.2, which are the phones that I tend to use and I find them more than comfortable. I used to have the S22 Plus, which was, I believe, 6.6 inch display. And that thing was like corner to corner, narrow bezel, and it was a beautiful screen. Don't get me wrong, but it was so hard. Like I didn't realize it back then, but it was like a lot of phone hand acrobatics that I had to do to just get to the top of the screen. And so for me, I just don't see a point in such a big screen, but obviously when it comes to these budget phones, they're trying to give you the biggest screen possible because they know that they're gonna compromise in other areas. So they're trying to give you kind of like a little show right off the bat, which is a big screen. It's an AMOLED display, which is always nice to have. It's definitely better than LCD. Uh, you also have 90 Hertz, which is incredibly, rare still even to this day on budget phones they aren't mainstream in terms of being a feature on flagship or on mid-range uh, budget phones and so to see it on a samsung is fantastic i feel like they're heading in the right direction with 90 hertz that really just amplifies one of their best features which is the screen now you do have 800 nits of peak brightness which is okay it's still um very budget phone in that sense. Moving on to the platform, we do have Android 14 One UI 6. So you are going to have the latest and greatest software when it comes to Android and Samsung. Moving on to the CPU, or I mean the chipset, uh, we do have the Helio G99, which is the 6 nanometer chipset. I can't personally vouch for MediaTek, but I honestly think that for $100, almost $200, uh, you are going to have not the best performance. You know, it's going to be more for browsing and doing all that kind of basic stuff, which is like, I mean, some people just want that, which is perfectly fine. And this is an excellent phone to do that. 
moving on to the GPU, we do have the Mali G57. <laughs> uh, this is going to be, again, average chipset. It's not going to perform as well. You could play some casual games without any real problems, but I don't think it's going to be for your heavy gaming, Call of Duty, PUBG kind of uh, chipset because it's just it's not going to run well. Moving on to the memory, we do have micro SD card expansion, which is really nice. Uh, you do have four options right out of the box. So you can choose the base model, which is 128 gigabytes of internal storage with four gigs of RAM, which I would not recommend just because the four gigs of RAM is just not big enough now uh, for modern phones. Even if it is a small uh, or a cheap budget phone, you have... 128 gigabytes with six gigs of RAM, which is the step up. You also have 128 gigabytes of internal storage paired with eight gigs of RAM. You also have the highest end storage configuration, which is 256 gigabytes of internal storage with eight gigs of RAM. If you can afford it, I would say go for that one. If you really want to buy this phone, I would say go for the highest end storage or a minimum of 128 gigabytes with six gigs of RAM. So I would say the second option is definitely the better way to go because the entry level is just not it. Uh, four gigs of RAM is, I mean, you're asking to suffer. I mean, it really is. Um, but the six gigs of RAM, the little jump ahead, I think is well worth it. If you can, go to eight, but you know, um, I would suggest that one. 8 gigs of RAM with 128 gigabytes of internal storage. That's like the sweet spot for this phone. Moving on to the main camera, we do have a 50 megapixel sensor. And we also have a 5 megapixel ultra wide and a 2 megapixel macro. So the macro, useless. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it again. This is literally... I mean, it's it's no. there's no point discussing it because it's not even a camera at this point. 5 megapixel ultra wide, not the best, but you know, at least you have an ultra wide lens, right? You have a wide primary 50 megapixel sensor and at least option for an ultra wide. Obviously, you're not going to get telephoto at this price range. You also have 1080p recording at 30 frames per second. Same thing with the selfie camera, which is hosted by a 13 megapixel sensor. Uh, moving on, mm -hmm. we do have loudspeakers and we do have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, which is awesome for those who want it. Uh, this would be a great device to have as a media player, kind of like just plug it into your car while you're driving and have this playing in the background uh, using basically only storage to download your music and whatnot and have it as kind of like an MP3 almost as a second phone there just to play music. You also have Wi-Fi support, Bluetooth 5.3, GPS, NFC in certain markets, and you do have USB-C 2.0. As for the fingerprints, we or sensor, we do have a side mountain one, which I actually really like a lot. I had it, I tried it on the Galaxy S10e, if you remember that little phone. I love that phone. Um, I actually really enjoy that side fingerprint sensor. It's such a nice feature, and I also had it on my Galaxy Z Flip 4, and I personally, I mean, without any issues, 
I, I, I did not have a single problem with that side mounted fingerprint sensor. Obviously with in-display fingerprint sensors, you do have a little bit of occasional problems, occasional stutters or misreads, but with the side mounted one, I mean, you never really have a problem. It's really rare. Um, you also have a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Again, here's where Samsung come in swinging again, very hard, very strong. 5,000 milliamp hour battery. This is going to be great for those days when you need it to last all day. If it's going to be your personal phone or if it's going to be your media player, even better because it might even last you two days. I mean, let's just be real. Like, it's pretty crazy how Samsung hits the right spots when it comes to budget phones. Uh, you also have 25 watts of wired charging and a couple of different colors. You have brave black optimistic blue magical blue or personality personality yellow <laughs> tell me that those aren't the weirdest names for colors you've ever heard that's <laughs> i don't even know how i mean I'm, I'm i was taken aback i mean i that's the first time i read the color so i i'm as shocked as you guys are this is definitely one of the weirdest colors uh naming schemes that i've ever read doing this entire podcast like i kid you not this is the weirdest and we've come across some strange ones but this is just this is the weirdest i've ever come up or i've ever come across uh you also have the same amount of colors on the a15 5g so let's talk about the differences between these two phones all right so the there's only one difference between the a15 and the a15 5g and that is the processor. So if we look at the processor of the A15, it does run the MediaTek Helio G99. And the A15 5G actually is running the MediaTek Dimensity 6100 or 6100 plus chipset. And that is marking the pretty much the only difference between these phones. They have the same camera front and back. They have the same storage configurations they have um the same screen they have the same build material they have the same battery and charging so there's literally nothing different between these phones just the processor and you would ask what's the biggest difference in terms of the processors right honestly not much you're not going to get that much more performance out of these phones if you get the a15 5g honestly the A15 5G goes for $300. And for that money, you could get an, a used flagship that has better performance, better cameras, better build material. Like, let me just show you. So if you make a quick search on eBay, you can find the Galaxy S21 for around $200. So here's one for $214. It has, it's very good fully refurbished and it's certified by ebay you have a one-year warranty and 214 dollars you're getting a two three-year-old flagship that i can personally vouch for this thing still runs like an absolute tank it's an incredible phone and you do get so many things that are better than these budget phones i reiterate don't buy budget phones buy a used quality flagship phone and that thing 
I mean, for literally the, look for flagship phones within your price range. If you have anywhere from two to four hundred dollars of budget, you can actually buy the S22, the S22 uh, Plus in some cases, and the S21 Plus. And if you stretch your budget just a little bit, you could get the Galaxy S21 Ultra, which is an incredible phone, and it still is within these similar price ranges of these budget phones, except they are two completely different phones. They will, bl- I mean, the S20, any S21 will blow these out of the water. Obviously, you do have that kind of question of, you know, software support. Am I going to buy from the right seller? You know, things like that. And that's perfectly fine. But for me, I'm, I find it worth it to do the research. Like I bought this Galaxy S21 fully refurbished and I have not had an issue. They re- they completely changed out the battery. So I have battery like a new phone. And the screen and the body of the phone were in perfect condition. I've bought uh, other pieces of tech that were refurbished and never had an issue. Just buy the excellent grade quality or grade A quality and you won't have a problem. And do it from a trusted seller. And literally those two requirements will get you a really nice piece of tech for not a lot of money so that was it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed i'll see you guys in the next one till then peace